Daniel chapter number 9 and verse number 1. In the first year of Darius, the son of Azarias, of the seed of the Medes, which was made king over the realm of the Chaldeans, in the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by books the number of years, notice what he's saying here, whereof the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the prophet, that he would accomplish 70 years in the desolation of Jerusalem. Now for you that don't know what he's talking about here, they've been in bondage really for 70 years almost. And I set my face unto the Lord God to seek by prayer and supplication with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. And I prayed unto the Lord my God and made my confession. Notice what he's saying. And said, O Lord, the great and dreadful God, keeping the covenant and mercy to them that love him and to them that keep his commandments, we have sinned. Daniel's confessing, isn't he? What the country had done, what the people had done, and have committed iniquity and have done wickedly and have rebelled, even by departing from thy precepts and from thy judgments. He's getting serious, ain't he? Neither have we hearkened unto thy servants, the prophets, which spake in thy name to our kings, our princes, our fathers, and to all the people of the land. O Lord, he said, righteousness belongeth unto thee, but unto us, what is he saying? Confusion of faces, as at this day to the men of Judah and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem and unto all Israel that are near and that are far off through all the countries whether thou hast driven them. Now notice that word driven. They didn't go over on free will. He driven them because of their trespasses that they have trespassed against thee. O Lord, to us belongeth confusion of faith, to our kings, to our princes, to our fathers, because we have sinned against thee. Now, that's a real confession, isn't it? To the Lord our God belongeth mercy and forgiveness, though we have rebelled against him. Neither have we obeyed the voice of the Lord our God to walk in his laws, which he set before us by servants, the prophets, yea, all Israel have transgressed thy law even by departing that they might not obey thy voice. Boy, if that don't sound like America, I don't know what is. Therefore the curse is poured upon us and the oath that is written in the law of Moses, thy servant of God, because we have sinned against him. Now, he's explaining why they're in a mess. Because they've sinned against God. They ain't even listened to the prophets or nobody else. And he hath confirmed, notice this, his words which he spake against us and against our judges that judged us by bringing upon us a great evil. Now, if you're not catching the drift here, He's admitting it's all their fault. It's not God's fault. 
that judgment is fell on them. For under the whole heaven hath not been done as hath been done upon Israel. Notice uh, Jerusalem. As it is written in the law of Moses, all this evil is come upon us, yet made we not our prayers. Uh Uh-oh, come on America. Before the Lord our God that we might turn from our iniquities and understand thy truth. Hello, church. Therefore hath the Lord watched upon the evil, notice this, and brought it upon us, for the Lord our God is righteous in all his works which he doeth, for we obeyed not his voice. And now, O Lord our God, that hast brought thy people forth out of the land of Egypt with a mighty hand and hast gotten thee renowned as it, notice this, as at this day we have sinned, we have done wickedly. God, wouldn't you like to hear our president and Congress and Senate stand up and apologize to God like that? O Lord, according to all thy righteousness, I beseech thee, let thine anger, thy fury be turned away from the city Jerusalem, thy holy mountain, because for our sins and for the iniquities of our fathers, Jerusalem and thy people are become a reproach to all that are about us. Ain't that where America's standing right now, church? Talk to me. Now therefore, O our God, hear the prayer of thy servant and his supplication and cause thy face to shine upon thy sanctuary that is desolate for the Lord's sake. O my God, incline thine ear and hear. Open thy eyes and behold our desolation and the city which is called by thy name, for we do not, notice this, present our supplications before thee for our righteousness, notice this, but for thy great mercies. O Lord, hear, O Lord, forgive, O Lord, hearken and do, defer not for thine own sake, O my God, for the city and thy people are called By thy name. Daniel, ask the blessing, brother. Amen. Some are already using the altar. If you need to, go right ahead. Won't bother me in the least. We're seeing here that Daniel is really petitioning the Lord in behalf of Judah, Jerusalem, for they'd walked away from the laws of God, from the prophets of God, from the statutes of God. And now they're like in two or three years being 70 years in this desolation. Daniel is intervening, if you will. And I want you to notice what Daniel was doing in this scripture. Daniel admitted the sins of the whole nation. Didn't hide anything. Did you notice that he can? He counted himself in that. For he said, we, we, we know how Daniel stood with God. But he was looking as a whole. So I'm going to 
look at it as a whole tonight, church? Where do we stand with God tonight as a church? Look, if you will, in verse number 10. He said, Neither have we obeyed the voice of the Lord our God to walk in His laws, which He set before us by His servant, the prophets. Now, I want you to know something. The law that they broke was back in Moses' day. Go back in Leviticus and read Leviticus. You'll find out why Israel and Judah and Jerusalem was in the mess they were in. Daniel is confessing to the Lord and acknowledging we've sinned, Lord. We have terribly sinned. We've done wicked. We hadn't listened to you. We hadn't listened to your prophets. We're just sinners. You also see that Daniel said, Lord, I want you to notice this now. This is one of the main points of the whole message tonight if God allowed me to preach it. Daniel was saying to God, God, don't do it for us. Do it for your name's sake. Do it for your name's sake. Daniel said, God, the the world's looking at us. They're looking at us, and they see we're in a mess. We see that we've turned our back on you, and you've turned your back on us. God, forgive us, not for us, not for the merits of us. <laughs> there ain't a single one of us in here married anything tonight. The Bible said our righteousness is filthy rags. Now think about it. If we married anything tonight, it'd probably be hell with a back break. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preach on the mercies of God. Amen. Aren't you glad he's merciful? Aren't you glad that, that God, listen, this is one man intervening for an entire nation. Will you be that one? Will you be that one that will stand up and intervene for the whole church? God, we've come short. Let me just start it. Amen. I'm the pastor. I'll just start it. Lord, we ain't done all we should do. Lord, we ain't even done all we could have done. God, I hope we'll do all we should do in the future. Amen. Come on, church. Help me a little. You want to see souls saved? Church got to get right. Church got to get on fire. Daniel saying we're in the mess that we're in because our face is confused. Did you notice that he said, listen, our judges have judged wrong. Son, if you've ever seen a day when the judges are judging wrong in America, it's right now. Lord God, I've never seen such a mess. You can't understand why they say, hey, you ain't supposed to do this. And they say, oh, we got to look over this now. That that they just put in New York City, they ought to put him out already. Has anybody kept up with that? Oh, misdemeanors ain't nothing no more. No, no, no. It doesn't care if you've been a felon, if you come up for these little old petty anythings like carrying a gun, they're just going to throw that out. Ain't even going to try you. And you're a felon. No, we ain't going to waste our time on stuff like that. So what's that telling the crooks? Come on, be a better crook. We ain't going to prosecute you. Daniel's saying to 
a God of heaven, God I acknowledge, we have sinned as a nation, we haven't listened to the prophets, we haven't obeyed your laws, we haven't kept your commandments, God we ain't even kept your precepts. Where are we at church? Is this a godly church? Is this a holy place? Is this a godly people? Is this a people of repentance? Is this a people that will say, Lord, I know I've sinned and come short of the glory of God. We're going to stand up and boast in ourselves. Woo! Mine ain't that bad. You ever heard that one? Oh, my sins ain't that bad. Well, I understand that book, Sin is Sin. If it wasn't for mercy and grace, you'd go to hell for what you done after you got saved. Hello, thank God. Daniel's intervening for the nation and he's saying, God, I'm not saying we merit anything. He's saying, but God, for your name's sake, for your name's sake, Lord, forgive us that it won't bring a reproach on the name of God. Listen, church, when you claim the name of Jesus, when you claim the name of being a member of Charity Mission Free Will Baptist Church, there should be an obligation there to live godly. Hello. Want to know why my church ain't full tonight? I preach too hard. I don't cut no corners. And they just won't take it. There's too many down the road cutting corners, taking it easy. And Daniel said, our judges judged wrong. Our princess has done wrong. Our kings have done wrong. Hey, he said, we as a nation have done wrong. He's acknowledging that before God. If you look there, I believe it's in the 17th verse. Let's look at that as the Lord has brought it back to my mind right quick. Look at that 17th verse. He said, now, therefore, I want you to notice something how he's saying this. Oh, our God. He's acknowledging he has a God. Hello. Hear the prayers of thy servant and his supplication. And cause thy face to shine upon, notice what? The sanctuary. Listen, church. I want to say this with love. I think we've got a beautiful church. I think we've got a beautiful place. I think God has blessed us with a facility that we can do about anything we need to do at any time we need to do it. But if God's face is not shining on this sanctuary, hello, church, why is the question? Why is God's face not shining on the sanctuary? Well, you have to go in this case all the way back to Leviticus where God said some things that you should do and some things you should not do. And they've done some things that they shouldn't do. Hello? You know them little bitty foxes. Yeah, them little bitty ones. You know what I'm talking about. When he said go and kill them all, he didn't say bring out the best looking ones. Hello? <laughs> I, I wish I had time and maybe God allow me to do a series or something on these. I'd like to go back to Daniel chapter number 1 where Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego got their new names and how they held their integrity. Can anybody tell me 
why they changed their names. Let me put it simply. They changed their names because their names honored God. Can't have that. Can't have you honoring God that's not my God. So when they went into captivity, they changed their names to fit their God. Now, do you know why Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and Daniel did not eat the king's portion? Anybody know? Some commentaries I've read said, oh, they put them on a vegetarian diet. Well, that counteracts what God said. Arise, kill and eat. So that ain't the reason. The reason they would not eat the king's portion, which is true fermented wine and unkosher beef and pig. Does anybody know why? Because a Jew wasn't supposed to. So Daniel said, let's do this. Let's just eat. And pulse is vegetables and fruits. Let us just eat our vegetables and our fruits. Not that they didn't want the meat, but they weren't allowed to eat those meat because they weren't kosher. And those meats were offered to the other gods. So instead of defiling themselves to fill their belly, whoo, boy, that'd help me, wouldn't it? I need to quit defiling myself. Say amen, somebody. Whoo. They said, no, we're not going to defile ourselves by eating the king's portion because it doesn't line up with God's word for us. We may be in bondage. We may be your servant. And Daniel said, let's do this. Give us 10 days, and if we don't look better than the rest of this crowd, then we'll eat your meat. So what was Daniel really saying there in chapter number 1? He was saying, okay, let's see whose God is God. That's literally what he was saying. Let's see whose God is God. You say, your king says, eat this and you'll look better. I say, because I will not defile myself with an ungodly portion... God will bless me and I will look better. Now you've got to remember, the king was fattening these boys up. Why did they take Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and Daniel to start with? For their wisdom. For their power they had with their God. So now he's wanting to transfer that to really Dagon. You've you got to remember it's all about who's in control. Stay with me. I'm going somewhere. You think I've lost you, but don't let me get too deep. We in America have down and eat the king's portion. Hello, stay with me. They said we had to. Daniel said we're not going to eat it for 10 days. If we don't look better than the rest of this crowd, we'll eat your junk. And in 10 days, they look better than anybody else. Hold on. Which should have been an impossibility. 
So what was Daniel saying? My God still God even though I'm in captivity. My God is still God even though you think you're in control. Let me show you how my God operates. So they didn't eat it. Now, let me, I'm going to stretch you a little bit. God help me tonight. I don't want to lose you, but let me stretch you a little. You are what you eat. How many times have you ever heard that? If me and Philip gets together and eats a bushel of ramps, what are we going to smell like? You see where I'm going? You, you're around somebody that eats a lot of ramps day in, day out, day in and day out. Their sweat begins to smell like ramps. Why? Because that chemical's in their body. Daniel was saying to them, listen, we're not going to defile ourselves with your meats and the king's portion because we want to be a sweet-smelling savor unto our Lord and our God. We're going to be without spot, without blemish, even though we're in bondage. So now Daniel's interceding for Israel here in chapter number 9. And he's admitting to God, God, we don't deserve it. We don't deserve it, God. But God, for your name's sake, will you do it? Will you forgive us of our iniquities and our sins and our shortcomings and our hindsight where we should have done it and we didn't do it? Hello. (laughs) Isn't it funny that when they came out of Egypt... It didn't take them no time. There's whining and crying, wanting an onion. <laughs> I don't know about you, but if God's given me bread from heaven every day, <laughs> hello, I, I, may, <laughs> I may be the dumbest rock in the box, but I'm in the box. If God is giving me something I don't have to work for, I don't have to preserve enough for tomorrow, I can eat all I want for today. Hello? Why would we whine and cry? Daniel said, God, we're in this mess because we done it. We done it, God. It's no blame of yours, God. You're righteous. You're righteous in your judgment. You're righteous in everything you do. It's us. But you know America will never admit that, will it? America, you'll never see them come on television and say, we messed up. Wouldn't it be something to see every congressman, every senator, every state legislator, and our potentate himself stand up on national television and say, we're going to have a week of fasting and prayer. We're shutting everything down. Here, (laughs) God help me, I know I'm stringing this out. Here's what Judas would say in America. We can't afford to. You know we can't do that. We'll lose all them tax dollars. And we got to have them tax dollars. Can I help you tonight? They just voted in 1.7 trillion more dollars in debt. It don't matter how much they get. They're going to spend more than they get. Hello? 
how do we get $14 trillion in debt? Spending more than they're taking in. Hello? Pork bellies. Daniel said, God, I acknowledge you right now, Father, that it's not your fault, it's our fault. I wish to God America would do that. I wish our church would do that. God, you know the reason we didn't have a better service today? Because of me. I come in puffed up, stubbed up, mad at myself, mad at the world, dared anybody to speak to me. Hello, if they did, I bit their head off. No, nobody ever comes to church like that. People spoke to me. I didn't even speak back. I just pouted up, puffed up, sat down, mattered a wet hen, right? Daniel said, God, we done all of that. We done even more than that, God. You're righteous in what you've done and kept us in bondage 70 years, almost 70 years now. God, but will you hear my cry that we would like to get out of this mess? Lord God, I wish the Holy Ghost sweep through this place and take us, amen, and we'd all be slain the Spirit about two or three hours laying in the floor. When we call come together, we'd get back up and go to work in God again. Say, do it again, God. Do it again. Just one more time. Let me feel your Holy Spirit. It will come. It will truly, truly repent. And Daniel was doing it for the whole nation. So one of us could be the key. One of us right here tonight could be the key. That Sunday morning service would get plumb out of the banks. This lay aside everything and say, God, I know I don't deserve it. I'm about to have a run right now. God, I know I don't deserve it, but could I have it? Somebody shout right there. Woo, that's crawling all over me. God, I don't deserve one moment of your time. I don't deserve one moment of joy from you. I don't deserve anything, God, from you. I'm the stubbornest, most hard-headed thing you ever breathe breath in. But my name's written in the I'd like to feel your presence just one more time in the house of God where the Holy Ghost was welcome and people getting right for the whole nation. So what about it tonight, church? What keeps us from doing these things? Pride. What was the rest of the nation when Daniel was crying this out? What were they doing? What would have happened if a dozen of them had got together and went to crying unto God? What would have happened if, if the whole nation of Israel had got together and said, Hey, we realize it. We're the ones that's come short. (laughs) Listen, I'm glad that when he was crying out to God, he wasn't just crying for himself. Is that not a typical of Jesus? Now listen, church. If you know anything about your Bible, you need to take Daniel and you need to take Revelation. You need to tie it together because those two books tie together for the end times. Things that are coming down the pipeline. And if God comes and finds us not repented, what will God do? He'll be just. He'll be just. He'll be righteous to say, depart, I never knew you. 
Why? Because we never said, God, I need you. I'm a sinner. Daniel saying, God, I'm glad that Daniel put it the way he did. He didn't say they. He said we. The trouble of it is we always want to say they need to repent. What about we need to repent? What about we need to do more? What about we need to pray more? Worship more? What about we need to come in with a better attitude and leave to serve? What about this we deal? Lord, let me stand then this morning in behalf of my pastor as he's standing to break the bread of life. Let me touch the hem of the garment. Somebody shout right there. Lord God have mercy. Yeah, I'd look worse than Don King running around this place. Hair standing up, goosebumps, you could ride a motorcycle across. Why? Because the Holy Ghost would come when people get to crying out one for another and acknowledge their sins. But God have mercy. God have mercy. Church, it's up to us tonight. How much of God do you really want? Verse 18. Oh my God. Did you notice in 17 he said our God. Here in 18 he said oh my God. Incline thine ear and hear. Open thine eyes and behold our desolation. I want to say something right there. He's not asking say God Look at poor, pitiful me because of me. He's saying, look at the mess we're in because we carry your name. Hello, church. Are you carrying his name? What kind of mess you in? Woo! And the city which is called by thy name. For we do not present our supplications before thee for our righteousness but for thy great mercies. O Lord, hear, O Lord. Forgive, O Lord. Hearken and do, defer not for thine own sake, O my God. For thy city and thy people are called by thy name. Are you with me? Say amen. He's got bold all of a sudden. I want to help you tonight in your prayer life. You might go to God sometime and you might say, God, you said I could have it, I want it. That's a wrong attitude. What Daniel done here was said, God, do you remember what you promised your people? And because you promised that, would you please deliver it for thy name's sake? For us, Lord, we know we're in a mess. God, we know that we deserve where we're at. We know we deserve what we're getting. But God, for your name's sake, for your church, will you hear this prayer? And Lord, will you do something about it so it'll bring honor to your name? Too many of them standing up nowadays around the world saying, I command you. I couldn't command a flea to turn a flip. 
And they do that naturally. I don't have that. But I know a God that's merciful. I know a God that's long-suffering. I know a God that has never, ever failed on one of His promises. I have. I've failed on them. I've come short on them. Now I acknowledge that tonight. I ain't always been a real good pastor. No. Everything I've done ain't been perfect. No, 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 friend. I ain't been a real good husband at times. I ain't been a real good grandpa at times or a daddy at times. No, I admit it tonight. But because my name is associated with Christ's name, I want to lift him just higher and higher and higher that his name wouldn't suffer loss and that his purpose wouldn't suffer loss because of my iniquities. So where do you stand tonight? You happy with what you are? Satisfied with what you are? Or is there room for some help there? The only way you'll ever get help is acknowledge you need it and admit your infirmities and your shortcomings and your sins. Are you with me? And while I spake, was speaking and praying and confessing my sins and the sin of my people, Israel, presenting my supplications before the Lord my God for the holy mountain of my God. Yea, while I was speaking... In prayer, even the man, Gabriel, (laughs) whom I had seen in a vision at the beginning, being caused to fly swiftly, touched me. Come on now. About the time of the evening. Oh, Lord. Obligation. (laughs) That's what I want, just a touch. But not only for me, I want you to have a touch. He said this as I'd getting serious in prayer. <laughs> Gabriel come by. <laughs> Touch me. Hello, somebody. If you ever get a touch from heaven above, you want a nothing. Better than any cake you've ever had. Better than any joy you ever got out of anything else you've ever had in your life. When the Holy Ghost come by and gives you that Holy Ghost touch. You'll get so hungry for another one. Woo-wee. <laughs> Say, Lord, please do it again next service. Lord, what can I do to help make sure it's done next service? Now, don't let me drag you too long. What do we need to do? Now, listen to me carefully. I'm giving the invitation. What do we need to do To make sure the Holy Spirit is welcome in this place. This is some things I think we need to do. We need to confess our sins. We need to confess our faults. We need to confess our shortcomings. And we need to ask the Lord to forgive us. Because without forgiveness, you'll still be in them. A lot of people will confess it, but they never ask for forgiveness because they don't think they need it. 
I'm on here tonight that needs God's forgiveness. Because I've come short. I've sinned. You say, and every time I say that, they will say, boy, they're going to think bad of you. Guess what? I'm just like you. Flesh and blood and bone. And most of my sins are things that I don't do. What about you? Let's stand. Doretta, honey, come play something. She'd done such a beautiful job playing tonight, didn't she? What I want you to do tonight, I want you to pray for yourself, first of all. Then I want you to pray for your family and your friends. And then I want you to pray for your church that God would continue to use it and bless it right here. And use it and bless it through you as a member, as one that cares for yourself, your family, your church, souls that would sit in these pews. I'm asking you tonight, do like Daniel. God, forgive us for we have sinned. God, forgive us for we have come short. God, help us. For we need your help. We need your forgiveness. Father, look to every heart that's knelt before you here tonight. Made the effort to come to an altar of prayer concerned about themselves, their family, their friends, Lord, their church. They've come praying, God, to hear our cries tonight. For God, we know as Daniel has acknowledged here, Lord, we didn't listen to the preachers that's come. We didn't listen to the messages that's been preached, God, because, Lord, we've not been obedient to all things. So, Lord, we need you to forgive us tonight, not for our sake, but for thy name's sake, God. Because everywhere I go, Lord, I say I'm a Christian And I don't want them to judge you because of my shortcomings. So let it be so tonight, Father. Wherein I've sinned to come short, God, you forgive us. And Lord, we'll continue to grow in that grace and knowledge tonight. God, we're going to take and compel them to come to know this same Jesus that we know. Lord, we know the end is coming and it's near, Lord. We hear the trumpet fixing to sound. And the children are leaving here. So Lord, let us get all on board that we can before it's too late. So Father, bless us. Forgive us, we pray. Let thy namesake grow in this place. May the preaching God exalt you. May the people exalt you and praise you. For Lord, we bless you tonight in Jesus. Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Amen.